Hi, everyone, and welcome to Televisions, the podcast, an audio companion to the Televisions website and a show made by Anglophiles for Anglophiles. I am Lacey Barger-Milas, and I'm the editor here at Televisions. And joining me, as usual, is my co-host, Miss Annie Bundle. Hello. Hello. How are you? Um, It's really hot. I don't know if other places... In, in where you all are listening out there in the dark have the phenomenon that we here in the D.C. area refer to as false fall. But we had false fall last week and it was beautiful. It was basically like go outside, drink a pumpkin spice latte. I don't actually drink those because I think pumpkin spice is kind of an abomination, but not the point. Point is, it was perfect. It was like category, category like gleaming fall. And today it's going to be like 100 so false fall sucks yeah also uh the heat dome basically like encompasses the whole east coast so like we're not the only one suffering like there's a lot of people suffering from the heat so i hope that you are inside and hanging out in your air conditioning or with ice all over you or something as many of you know i record this show in the very professional and sexy setting of my bedroom closet and it's hot in here, so I just want you guys to know like the level of effort that I'm putting in here. I'm like literally sweating. Okay. We haven't even started. We haven't even started, but we do have a guest. We do, who I hope is cooler um, than me, both literally and figuratively. Um, <laughs> Dream we on. Are wel- we are welcoming. <laughs> we are welcoming our regular contributor, Jana Mullaney, onto the show today to talk about what. Oh, Vandervalk. Yes, Van- yeah. Vandervalk. Well, yeah, I'm hot too. Um, <laughs> and and you may not know that when we um, when we record, we turn our air conditioning off, mm-hmm. um, which I really had to do when we first started this um, because we had um, our system replaced last year and it's now whisper quiet. And we and we get why people like air conditioning because. You know, to me, it was just this loud thing which didn't seem to do anything. But I grew, I grew up without air conditioning, mm-hmm. and I am just a wuss now. Mm. I'm like so weak. Yeah, I grew up on a dirt road. I did not have air conditioning truly until like I think my second year at, at college, because like the first year dorms weren't air conditioned, so we always had a fan in the window, like even in the winter. And now I'm like, man, I was strong or sturdier back then because I'm like oh no I went up the stairs and now I'm sweating (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah I'm always sitting around saying thing random things like um I'm pouring with sweat again is the air conditioning on (laughs) yeah and anyway but it's cool in Amsterdam it's very cool you can you can see that we're we're vamping (laughs) to not talk about Vanderbilt which honestly like I feel like I have to say because I've I've led into that into many shows with an intro that sort of sounds like that. I don't hate Vandervog. It's fine. It's like a perfectly serviceable thing that exists. And I watched it and I remember very little of it, but it wasn't bad. Um, I have to say that this is uh, this is the first year I'm not reca- in the recapper's chair for Vandervog. I've had it off. Yeah, Janet, to- she pawned that off on Janet. <laughs> I pawned it off to Janet know. partly because I had, um, since we've doubled up Unforgotten, which is the other show that I cover, and Vandervalk together, like I couldn't do both. Um, and honestly, like I, I know I got the better end of the deal on this because Unforgotten is so much better than Vandervalk. Yes. Um, but honestly, like the the thing about Vandervalk this season, well, there's two things that really struck me when I watched it. One, um, y'all know that I hate 
hate when PBS comes along and divides up feature length episodes into two 45 minute episodes because um, of their schedule. Um, Vandervalk, the first two seasons ran as it's in its original 90 minute form, but because now it's paired with Unforgotten and Professor T, it's doing the 45 minutes. I I actually have to say, I think it was the right move. I know you hate it, but I think it was smart. That's really funny because I actually thought for the first time this show is too, this episode is too long. We don't need all this. Oh, mm-hmm. that's so funny hmm. because I was mostly like, oh, the show's over now. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I must admit. I thought that, I thought that, I thought it was just better. Yes. Like, I certainly did not. I mean, okay, spoiler alert, I did fall asleep during the second episode, but I was really tired. <laughs> um, but. Like I thought, I thought just pacing wise, they picked a good place to put the break in. Okay, I thought yes. it worked. I I thought it was, I thought it made it better. Mm-hmm. Okay. Than than having the long interminable hour and a half feature thing. That's really interesting because I really felt the second episode. Like I really felt in the second episode where you must always feel like, why is this still going? Mm. Because I really did well, have. I mean, a- to be fair, I did fall asleep in the second. <laughs> Okay, so perhaps you did have that, and you just didn't notice. I was really tired. The um, cats are the cats are uh, in a in a period right now where they're apparently just having zoomies at like two a.m. for some unknown reason. So I've not been getting uninterrupted sleep. It's because they're cats. It's what they do. Zoomies at two a.m. is a thing. Anyway, um. So I know that Jen actually watched Vandervalk before this. Like, it's not like she just picked it up and, like, was coming in blind the way that I feel like she did a little bit with Endeavor. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, I just kind of want, because, you know, this is one of those things where, like, I have always sort of liked the show and Lacey has sort of always been, like, eh on the show. How do, you, how do you feel about the show, Janet? Well, I must say I find Mark Warren very annoying. Um <laughs> I said this last yes. year. Is it because he just automatically reads to you as like a bad guy? Not that I'm saying that Mark Warren is a bad person or anything, but he plays like horrible people in so many shows that like yeah. I see him and I'm immediately mm-hmm. like conditioned to be like he is a monster. <laughs> well, apparently um, somebody told him early on in his career that he has the face of a villain. So, yeah, I mean, he's been typecast and... um I must say he is rather rather a miserable miserable character. Um uh on the other hand, I like the team. I like the new people. Um, but then I can barely remember the other ones. Um My boy Clovers, I miss you. Oh, buddy. we thought you'd say that. <laughs> Yeah, I, I have to say that I feel like this is sort of a split decision. I mean, not that uh, Luke Allen Gale wasn't perfectly serviceable, but he was just very hot and his character, Brad, was very dull, right? Like, and <laughs> His name was Brad, news, right? at 11. Yeah, honestly, both the new characters, uh, Citra and Eddie, uh, De- uh, Django, Chan Reeves, and Azan Ahmed, um are really like they have real personalities in a way that Brad never had. Um, and so I feel like that in its in and of itself, like we have upgraded because now we have two characters with personalities instead of one with personality, which was Kluvers, and the other one, which, which was just a pretty face. That being said, I do miss Kluvers. And I thought it was very interesting that when we meet Citra, she has 
she has nicknames for uh, uh, Brad and Job. She calls uh, Kluver's uh, the, the, the stats man. She says, which one are you, stats man or Jack the man? <laughs> and she means and she means DeVries and Kluver's. And and Eddie's like, neither. I'm this new guy. Um, and we did actually get like a minute in the first episode where they sort of explain that, you know. Oh, yeah. He's in Vietnam or something. Yeah. He's traveling with his sister and Brad has been transferred to Interpol where he is being pretty but personality-less elsewhere. Yes. But, um, but Van der Volk seemed almost sort of nostalgic about that. Yeah, and I thought that was interesting because he never liked either of them when they were there, but now that they're gone, he misses them. And I I thought that was a very interesting sort of choice. I also, I, I do think, and I get, okay, here's the thing. I know why they did this. They did this because when Kluber's first came on, he was sort of like the audience stand-in for Vandervalk being a weirdo. And so once he got used to Vandervalk as a weirdo, he no longer really worked as an audience stand-in. So they need a new audience stand-in. That's what Eddie and Citra are. And I get that because now we're seeing the, 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 the team through fresh eyes. And I think that's helpful. But it also, like, I'm sorry, I miss Clovers. Oh. <laughs> every yeah. day. Oh. Also, I'm in every way. I just, like, given, given the amount of shows like this that you have forced me to watch, <laughs> this whole... This whole, we need an audience window into what a weirdo Vandervalk is, like, does not ring true to me at all. He's not that weird. He's just rude. Yeah, no, I have to agree with that. I have yeah. to agree with that. He's yeah. just rude. Like, he's just rude. He's not that weird. He's like, like he's just a jerk. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, he, um, he is very reserved. And I think... That's part of the problem. Yes, he just stands yes. there. And I think, and I always think it's fun when he when he manages to squeeze out a good job or something to his to his crew. Um, I mean, obviously, it's a huge psychic effort for him. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't know. He really strikes me. I mean, not to be like Mark. Mark uh, Ward is doing what he can <laughs> with his with his nondescript outfits. He's trying to be like all broody and hot. Sometimes it works. Yeah. Sometimes it's whatever. But like. He just reminds me of sort of like a great value Martin Freeman and Sherlock. Like that's that's like the vibe that I get from. So I would never him. have made that comparison. I mean, that's I th- so mean. Yeah. I think I think <laughs> what I don't actually mean it in a mean way. It's just like to discount John Watson. That's all. Like that's the vibe that I get from him. He's he's got like the jacket that's so, and he's literally like crying right now. You guys, I don't. <laughs> That is far from the meanest thing I've ever said. I don't even think it was that mean. Like, uh, I, I will say that um, I, I, they brought back Lena in mm-hmm. this in this season as his love interest. Oh, I remember that I didn't like her. Mostly, I, I have to say, like in in season two when they had this, I never believed in it, and I just sort of waited for the breakup because I really feel like she and Mark Warren don't have any chemistry. Mm-hmm. But it was extremely striking to me this in this episode in 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 this two part episode how much uh, chemistry she has with Mamie McCoy. Yes, indeed. <laughs> and I now I, now I want to ship her and Lucien. Oh, I st- I don't know. I think I'm the only person that feels this way because I don't think I'm supposed to feel this way, and yet I do. I just say, like the only person that makes Vanderbilt tolerable for me is Lucienne, so they should get together. No, 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 no. 
I'm absolutely against that. Um, but uh, I, I, I think you're correct in that you're the only human being who thinks that. I think you are the only human being to think that because okay. I think it would be. That's fine. I think it would be um, fairly disastrous for Lucien to be more involved <clears throat> with Van der Volk than she is. I mean, clearly, I think she loves. I'm, I'm, I am perfectly happy being the the ship stands alone over here. Look at my Ao3 reading history. It's not the first time. Yeah, well, clearly she she loves Van der Volk. Um, I mean, not in a romantic way, but I think she has tremendous loyalty to him and and love for him, and um, and she. Uh, I I mean, we know that she isn't particularly happy that the two of them have got together because it's probably going to mess one or the other or both of them again. That doesn't happen yeah. though, really, until the third episode. So don't hey, worry hey, about hey. it. Whoops. We haven't watched really the- Whoops, sorry. We're not there I'm- yet. We're only two episodes in. Right, two. Um, okay. Spoiler alert, etc. I mean, n- not that we didn't see it coming. Yeah. Like, obviously, they're going to get back together, but still. Um, Dislike. Anyway, I, what I really also was very struck by this season um, with this episode was I almost... I actually, I, I didn't almost, I actually went to Wikipedia and I went to see who wrote this episode because I was curious to see if it was a brand new writer. Mm-hmm. And the reason I did that is because I felt like some of these characters had had a bit of a personality transplant, specifically Enrique Davy, the the pathologist. Mm-hmm. Oh, like, I, hate, I don't like that guy anyway. Also, while we're on the topic of random supporting characters, is there some reason they don't just help homeless Frank become not homeless? <laughs> No, 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 because then he would They're not like, oh, be homeless Frank anymore. I guess it's fine that you're homeless in this bar. We'll definitely use your skills to sort things out, but we're only going to buy you a beer and not, I don't know, housing. Mm. Yeah, I know. Um, But, I mean, that's part of the thing. He's homeless Frank, so he can't have a home or he wouldn't be homeless Frank anymore. Well, he's only he only appears in the bar, so we don't know whether he yeah. actually is homeless or whether he... We assume he is. He's yes. homeless Frank. I, th- I mean, his I name is homeless is. Frank. Yes, I, I feel like that's got to yeah. like have a yeah. reason for that. Anyway, continue about Pathology Guy, who also is just really annoying to me. Okay, Pathology He's so, Guy like, was... extra. He's so extra. Mm-hmm. Yes, but he was like extra, extra this time. Mm-hmm. Like the whole thing where he was so cheerful when they showed up at the at the... At the crime scene, the thing with the saxophone, mm-hmm. the whole the whole I have friends outside of work and they happen to be Citra's parents or they were once upon a time. Like all of that, I was just kind of like, where did this guy come from? Where's the drunk? Of course, the drunk showed up in episode two. So it wasn't like, you know, it wasn't like he completely had a personality transplant. It's just like he was sober for an episode and I was real confused. Oh, I think he's probably drunk all the time. I think he just maintains really well. <laughs> um i mean seriously they do show him constantly drinking i will yes. i will acknowledge that pouring the uh pouring the brandy into his coffee when he's at the coffee shop that was also very cute <laughs> um i was a little worried for citra when homeless frank spiked her coffee i was kind of like is she gonna be drunk now but she seemed to handle that yeah well. yeah i think i think it's rather sweet that homeless frank has taken such a shine to her <laughs> Um, I I really have to say I I do like the new people. Yeah. Like I'm surprised how much I like the new people. I like that Eddie kind of challenges um Vanderbalk in a way that like neither 
Kluvers nor Brad ever did. Um, and I like the fact that Citra has like a real different energy to her that like we've never had on the team. I also mm. really just like the fact that we now have like three women on the team. Yes. Um, which, uh, you know, I mean, just for me, that's always an improvement. Like if you can add women anywhere, that's great. Mm. Um, and I feel like this one is definitely like she's she's definitely set up to be like a real like force in the show. Mm -hmm. Um I guess my thing is that I feel like this episode, this set of episodes slash first 90 minute episode felt so different because it was more ensemble than mm -hmm. it's ever been. Mm -hmm. Well, they have to introduce the new people. So yeah. that's sort of like a given. Um, it also, pro I don't, I don't know if this is because the actual mystery was dumb or if I just paid attention to the other stuff because the actual mystery was so dumb. Um, the actual mystery was so dumb. Uh, I googled free running. Yes. If anybody else yes. needs to know that, it is fancy parkour. Yes, I googled it too. I was like, they. Were, I just love that they're throwing all that. Like, he's the best free runner in the world. I'm like, dude, what WTF is free running? Yes. Yeah, and it's not like, even. It's, it's, just it's, treating it like it's this thing we all know is wild. Well, all the cool kids know about it clearly, but um, do uh, they? Do the cool kids do fancy parkour in like a port? Yeah. shipping yard yeah. i don't think they do yeah. honestly my response to this as i was watching it because i had never heard of free running and i didn't know what it was i did not wikipedia it unlike the rest of you um but i did think to myself my god it's like they watched that do you, do you remember the um the video game with the assassin's creed video game it was I mean, like i know what it is i've never played mm -hmm. it i did like a one of the activations at comic-con once okay um my husband played it and i felt like i was watching people who wanted to be the assassin's creed character in real life because basically his entire endealment is that he jumps from roof to roof to roof and climbs buildings like a like a spider-man what's hilarious is according to wikipedia the thing that sets free running apart is that it is artistic well it wasn't i mean it was just people jumping, <laughs> jumping around on container crates um, yeah. that's, what, that's what makes it fancy parkour is that it's like artistic and i just um, like no okay <laughs> nothing artistic that about lie. that yeah and I can't figure out how it's supposed to be a quote unquote sport either. Like, okay, so you, what, what do they do? Is it like, do they just put like a whole bunch of shipping containers in a ring and people run around and have to climb them and climb back down? Is that how this works? I, I don't know. I couldn't decide if I thought it was a race or like a, there were judges scores. Like you did a flip off the second thing. Mm, Ten. Yeah. yeah, I think the shipping container thing is a bit um, misleading. Um, I think what it is is working in an urban environment. And remember, there's there's this line about um, they're actually hired to see how difficult it is to get into secure buildings in terms of, I guess, running up um, vertical walls and things like that. Um, I found that a bit unlikely. Oh, like the guy. Oh, like like the guy did who uh, there. There's like a guy who just escaped jail. Who like there's a huge manhunt for, and they keep showing the footage of him escaping jail, and he basically does like the chimney crawl up the walls. <laughs> well, they. So are. yeah, I guess it's yes. probably that. It's okay. probably something like that. Yeah, but it wasn't particularly graceful. But on the other hand, when we saw them, they were either doing very specific things, like trying to get from A to B to get at stuff. Or, um, I'm trying not to give things away, or they were just running away. And the thing I thought was interesting <laughs> was that Eddie chased after them, and he did pretty well until he came to an enormous gap and just sort of teetered yeah. on the edge. Um, so, you know, how skilled is it? I mean, obviously, you have to be pretty fit. 
But it's a, it seems to be. I mean, I would literally never do it. I yes. would die doing it. Yes, with all with all due respect to um, to free runners out there, it doesn't. If you are one, yes, if you are one, how many free runners are listening now? I wonder. Um, I don't know. Probably none. Have you been um, to the free running championships? Like this guy Casper was going to go yeah. be the star of Europe for parkouring yeah. awesome things. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I I I have to admit that I think. Of the mysteries that we've had, mm-hmm. this is probably the weakest. Oh my gosh, Wait. it is so cute that you think I literally remember any other one. <laughs> okay, yeah. well, that that being that's said. That's what I'm saying. That, that's why I'm like, this show is fine. Like, I can watch it. I don't hate it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I like some of the characters, and then it just, like, whooshes directly out of my brain. Like, no object permanence in any way. But I don't think that anything is lost because of right. that. So it's, like, very serviceable. It's, like, Britishy NCIS. Yes. I really like the shots of Amsterdam, which are absolutely beautiful. And and the titles are very – you know I have this thing about title footage. Um, the title footage <laughs> is fabulous. Um, okay, but um, why don't they use the original Vandervalk song in the title footage? Why do they have this really boring intro when the original Vandervalk, um, not that oh I gosh. like. Okay, first of all, I, I don't. Please tell me this is like some sort of like Euro trash, like literal song. It is a Euro trash literal song <laughs> that went to the top of the Billboard charts in the 1970s mm-hmm. when Vandervalk originally Amazing. debuted. And they don't, it's it. it the fact that they don't do anything with that old song, the fact that they don't like jazz it up and make it Euro poppy for today with like electronic. Like I, that's what I was expecting. And it confuses me every time that we get to the opening title credits and it's boring. I don't know how many people out there were like hoping for that though. I don't know. I don't know. This is where I put the question to the people. Like I had literally never heard of the show until Masterpiece remade it. So I, I don't know if there's like a, like a secret, old school Vandervalk fandom out there. There is. There is, yes. Didn't know that. Hi, people. There's a handshake and everything. Um, <laughs> no. The thing is, is that Vandervalk is one of those shows that didn't come over in the 70s because Masterpiece only wanted to do classics at that point. And so it was too modern. Mm-hmm. But when it came out, when it, when it was revived in the 90s, it wasn't picked up by Masterpiece Mystery, but it was picked up by like PBS distribution and like was sort of one of those things you found on your local PBS station. It also aired on i don't know if you remember this remember when a and e tried to be pbs but cable that's where it aired that's where i saw it in the 90s um but honestly like the fact of the matter is is that there are a lot of people who were vandervalk fans of the original and barry foster and who loved that song and i don't understand why like that was not revived in any kind of way because honestly it would have been a hit again mm. that's just my opinion thank you well, <laughs> a different aesthetic, maybe. Ma- yes, I think I think that's maybe I think that's probably part of it. But the new the new theme song is so boring and forgettable. Like I don't even remember it. Um, and I never wa- and that that's the thing. I never watched the opening credits because there's nothing for me to listen to. It's not like Unforgotten, which has this kind of like sad 2005 shoegazer song. I'm like, please do not pretend. Like, please do not pretend that the Unforgotten credit song is good because it is. No, it's bad. not. It's it is bad. bad. It's <laughs> random and it doesn't make any sense with the show. But I always listen to it. Yeah, it's horrible. <laughs> Don't front. <laughs> anyway, um, so. Other than the fact that this that this first mystery was just not very good in any kind of way, and like the whole concept of it was bad. Mm. Uh, 
do we think that this is a new era for Van der Valk with these new actors and that the show is basically set to improve with the new cast? That's, I think, my big question to people is that, like, because Van der Valk, as, as Lacey notes, Van der Valk was not a mainstream show, but there were a lot of old fans that are PBS viewers who were excited about it when it came back. And I feel like, unlike Unforgotten or all creatures or Annika even that there's, there's not a big groundswell for this one in quite that way that it hasn't found its, that it never quite found its footing in the first two seasons. Mm -hmm. And I'm trying to decide, and I, maybe I need to watch the other two other four episodes to decide this, but I, I I do wonder if this, this sort of like soft reboot with these new characters is meant to sort of see if we can get over the hump and become like a real PBS hit on the level of Grantchester and Endeavor. Well, with Mark Warren in the lead, I don't know whether that's ever going to happen. <laughs> I'm sorry, we're so mean to him. I hope that I hope Mark Warren never knows that this podcast exists. Um, I mean, well, it's 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 not what he's doing; it's what. It's what the script directs him to do. <laughs> I mean, is, are we going to see a kinder, gentler Vandervelt? Do we want to see a kinder, gentler Vandervelt, or do we love? No, I just want one with personality. Well, I guess he's supposed to be the Doc Martin of detectives. No, Doc Martin has a personality. <laughs> no, I weirdly, I just like Doc. I just like Doc Martin a lot more than I dislike Van der Waal. The really? character, the characters. I mean, yeah. I mean, honestly, like I, I just want to punch Doc Martin in the face. Van der Waal yeah. is like, well, he's kind of hot and yeah. quiet. Like I wouldn't. I, th I think that's the thing is that he. I would rather want to punch Van der Valk in the face on a regular basis <laughs> than this. Because the problem is, is because he's sort of not a person. In the same way that Brad was not a personality, but he was pretty to look at. Mark Warren is not a personality. Mark Warren's Van der Valk does not have a personality. But at least he's Mark Warren. Mm -hmm. And so he's cute. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'm like over here psychoanalyzing myself. And I'm like, huh, this must be what it feels like when I talk about how some period drama has let me down for some random, vaguely indefinable reason, because I'm like, the show is fine. Mm -hmm. It's here. I don't care. Like he's looks, he's hot. Most of the time he's kind of brooding. I don't really like, I don't know. I don't, I don't expect a lot from the show. Yeah. So I guess what I, what it's giving is fine. The trouble is with hot and brooding. And I can attest to this from personal experience that um, it doesn't mean it's covering up something deep and wonderful. <laughs> just what they are um, but you know this episode was annoying because there were far too many people saying I don't know anything I don't know anything and that really yeah. dragged it down a lot um, and also um, you know bring, bring in the drug um, the drug aspect of it if um, uh, who's his face uh, Lenny Holst had this yes. huge, huge drug record. I mean, in Amsterdam, what do you have to do to get a huge drug record? Um, <laughs> it's, I mean, you're not wrong. Yeah, you're not yeah. wrong. I mean, that just seemed a really weak point. I mean, is he like giving it to toddlers? Like, honestly. Yes, really. Um, so that was, you know, a bit disappointing. Uh, I just, the, the mystery just was not at all compelling. Like, and it wasn't. It wasn't credible. 
from what we'd seen of that person. Was it, it wasn't even fun. Yeah. Like, I don't care if it doesn't make sense if it's at least fun to watch. And this yeah. is just, like, it's there. And I think that's also, like, I know you say you don't actually remember the other ones, but if you I'll, are, oh, wait, like... I do remember. I do remember one where Kluvers was hitting a dude in the face with, like, a frying pan. That is stuck <laughs> in my brain. Okay. Um, I... There was one where there was where it was in fashion and it was about green fashion. Oh gosh, I remember that one. There was one where it was politics and and, and an election. Mm-hmm. Like those things were at least uh, there was one where um there was one where I forget uh, 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 but, uh, but with a, with with uh, with with people who lived in people in a settlement that were going to be moved because oh, of yes. political reasons, right? Like those are the stories that have always sort of spoken to me in Vanderbilt. Yeah. Like I always feel like those are because European politics is so fascinating. A and B, Amsterdam's politics in 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 a microcosm are also like its own thing mm-hmm. you know be- partly because of a- everything so much of stuff is legal there that like when you have these sorts of like nationalist versus liberal it's so different from what we get here in the states so i find those to be far more interesting and so this one where we basically have a gang of 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 drug smugglers mm-hmm. um was just like really you don't need to really like i i suppose but it feels lazy and it feels like a thing that i'm not Mm -hmm. i don't know Mm -hmm. i just it really didn't work for me in a lot of ways that being said i was really pleased to see josh bolt getting work um Mm -hmm. the last time we saw him was last tango in halifax that's right uh, he was a skinny redhead kid Yes, yes, and uh, seeing him all grown up was kind of nice. Yes, um, I was really, I was, I, I was actually, I, I, I knew also because of the way these shows work that that I had that I was like, oh, it's that guy from Last Tango to Halifax. He did it. <laughs> <laughs> Like it didn't matter that at like one point he's like oh, I I I was innocent kept away from things. I'm like no 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 dude you're the person I know the most from this entire cast <laughs> you did it <laughs> that's the way it works anyway um the uh, and, uh, the other problem is that like I think also like the rest of the cast was a little wasted like I know that the 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 like the the friend who I know she was in she was Jade in the power recently. Oh, oh, Sana, Sana. Uh, yes, yes, thank you. That that was she. She was like I just I my brain called her Jade the entire mm-hmm. two episodes. Sorry. Um, like I she's a good actress. Yeah, and like all she had to do was sit around and go. I don't know anything. Yeah, and that was also a little frustrating. Yeah. Um, I was waiting because because I recognized her as well more than I recognized basically anybody else. Mm-hmm. I was sort of waiting for her to be a more important part of the show, and she wasn't. Yeah, she just sort of faded away. And I mm-hmm. would have thought the police would have been questioning her like nobody's business because clearly mm-hmm. she knew a lot more than she was telling. But they just sort of let her go home to her studio and where she does yeah. things. And- yeah. And basically everybody else in the show is just dumb, are, are almost all like Dutch actors, which is not bad, which is not a bad thing. I'm glad they're getting work, mm-hmm. but I didn't recognize any of them. Mm-hmm. It's not like, like, it's not like I knew them from other shows in the way that I did like Bolt or uh, what's her actual name? Rita Bernard Shaw. That's her name. Um, yeah. Well, the only one really who has any, well, there's Mamie McCoy as Lucian herself. Mm-hmm. She was... Um, uh, she was in All Creatures Great and Small. Oh, no, she was in... Yes, I know. I know that... I No, no, no. Like the... the 
the the main cast like that yeah. little like that little main section yeah. like i know that and i also know that those uh the new people are actually people i have seen before in other things mm-hmm. as well yeah um i uh, uh chan reeves i I uh, now have to look it up. I know I've seen her. Oh, she was in End of the Effing World. That's right. And uh, Ahmed was a... Uh, uh, he was in Hope Street. Thank you. Yes. Um. Yeah. So, like, I recognize both of them immediately. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. for me, like, that's that was a good thing. Like, I feel also, like, one of the other things about the original two, not that this is any, like... This is anything like against like Elliot Barnes Warrell, who I have now seen in other things, Mm -hmm. or Luke Allen Gale, who I've never seen in anything else. Mm -hmm. Um, But they were unknowns to me, unlike Warren and McCoy. Mm -hmm. And so like having two new people like join this ensemble who I knew from other projects Mm -hmm. also makes it feel a little more equal Mm -hmm. yeah i guess also hendrick davy apparently is quite famous as a shakespearean actor so yeah no daryl da silva is a daryl da silva is his actual name and yes like i knew he was he's one of those shakespearean actors that doesn't do a lot of tv yeah but like he's a known british actor he did game of thrones like everyone else Oh, well, yeah. yes, everybody. <laughs> I mean, seriously, like, there's just a level where, like, Game of Thrones paid for um, the entire British theater world to, like, live for, like, a year. <laughs> you did Game of Thrones for the paycheck, and then you went back to the theater so that you could, like, you know, yeah. do what you actually wanted to do. Anyway, Lacey, I, I feel like we're, we're leaving you out a little bit on this. That's totally fine. I had nothing to contribute to this. <laughs> Mostly because, like, like I said, in some ways for me, this show feels like a lot of like the CBS, the CBS procedurals, which Greg watches mm-hmm. almost all of. So I feel like mm-hmm. I can speak to this in that it's it's just like this other stuff is it, I don't know. It's just fine. Like, I don't I just don't it's you're not supposed to. It's not that deep is maybe what I'm saying. Like, I, I just don't like it's it's just not that deep. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, mm, oh, sorry. Down. Yeah, I, I, I was going to say from the from from your um analysis of what the other seasons were like i think probably um the second um or the third and fourth redemption is probably closer to those in that it does deal with a real problem i mean i mean not to say that drugs aren't a real problem but um but this i mean it is also amsterdam yeah, so it, it, yeah it, it it is amsterdam and and it's an issue that's affecting a lot of museums and a lot of countries at the moment. So I thought I thought that was very good. Whereas the third episode is just totally wacko. But yeah, one out, <laughs> well, oh, wait, one wait, out wait. of three. The third one isn't the third one called Magic in Amsterdam. I'm afraid so. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, uh, I, I, I was a little like, well, I'm you know, sorry. y'all know that I've just been nothing but good omens coded all summer, and all I can see is Michael Sheen doing magic tricks <laughs> in Amsterdam with with Crowley now. Well, yeah. actually, um, magic in Amsterdam. The first thing I thought of, do you know how we've been watching uh, Asaka and like talking about like we need Star Star Wars witches? Oh, Star Wars witches! I would watch yes. that show. Yeah, so magic in Amsterdam. Let's have some like Star no, Wars. Witches. I'm just like it's. The, I'm just like the magical Mister Fell. Has gone on tour and is in Amsterdam <laughs> doing angelic magic. Consider this your reminder that Good Omens is amazing and you should watch it, which I'm pretty sure I've worked into every episode since it aired. Yeah, I felt that magic could have been, didn't have 
Remember, remember, our viewers, no, 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 no. Have, our listeners have not okay, seen right. it yet. Yeah. So, so, yes. so, well, no spoilers. You can, you can, you can give it. You can give a, an impression, but no spoilers. I can give an impression. Um, my impression was that could have happened just about anywhere. Why Amsterdam? Ah, okay. No, that's useful. That's very useful. Yeah. And so, you feel of of these three since you've watched the whole yes. season of these three, Redemption in Amsterdam is probably the best of the three, and that's that's going to be episodes three and four. Three and four, right yes. After this Okay, um, which is technically episode two of the season. Yes, it's confusing for us too. Um. Well, no, no, no. I, <laughs> I, I know that like people get really irritated with me for being pandan for being pandantic about this. But the honest truth is, is that like when you're not confusion can happen and we literally had this happen with um some of these walter present shows we had a show come over where it's a six episode show and it had six episodes and they so they told me it was the whole season and it turned out that yes it's six episodes six feature length episodes and these were Ooh. six 45 minute episodes and so not only was my not only was my post wrong about the show but their actual blurbs on PBS Passport were wrong because they thought that this was the whole season and it was only half the season. And I actually, our readers started writing into me going, what is going on? And I had to tell PBS and PBS had to correct it because of our readers. So that's why I am a, that's why I am totally pedantic about this. Mm -hmm. And I always feel the need to make sure that people understand that even though this is episodes three and four, it's really just episode two, mm -hmm. because that there are times when that matters so much. So uh, this is my apology to everybody who watched Giovanna's journey and wrote in and yelled at me, and yelled at me about this. I'm so sorry I was wrong. <laughs> but I think, I think though, the way they have cut up the episodes into, into two is actually very well done because they always end on a cliffhanger and um it felt it it felt it felt like a natural break point as yes. opposed to some of these things where it's just like well we've hit our allotted amount of time so we're stopping it no matter where in the show it is yeah no vienna blood always had that mm -hmm. sense and 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 i felt with ridley also that there was always this sense of oh well we've hit the 45 minute mark stop yeah i don't know how many of you guys used to watch doctor who back when it aired on sci-fi but oh. they were like literally the worst about this they'd be like it's time for a commercial break are they in the middle of a sentence too bad yeah. Um, no, really. Like that happened more than once. In a, more than once. It was really weird. Like Rob would be like, "What?" And I'd be like, "I don't know. I don't. 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 Don't ask me. I cannot explain." Um. But yeah, I. I. I am actually. I. I will. I'm now very much looking forward to Redemption in Amsterdam. Then, mm -hmm. since you say it's the best of the three, mm -hmm. and I. I think that uh, are the breaks for those for the next two also and also done well. Yes, they are. Okay. Good. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it really, it really feels structured. So you you have your three act structure twice, basically. Mm -hmm. So okay, yeah. well, no, that's actually a thing that I've also really, you know, Lacey and I talked about this with Ridley is that the five app, the five act structure, mm -hmm. when you divide it in half, you get two and a half acts, and that doesn't feel satisfying. Mm -hmm. But in this, it, it, they've sort of done a six act structure, so it can be broken, mm -hmm. and that I think also probably helps. Mm -hmm. Anyway, um, so yeah, I. I assume that Vandervalk will be back for season what four? Yeah, next? Uh, I'm afraid um, so. But you can't. The thing <laughs> is, you can't have Vandervalk living in domestic bliss and being a changed character, and you know, bustling around the kitchen in his pinny and so on. Um, so I don't think uh, the great romance is going to continue. 
I think it's too important a plot point that basically Vandervelt can't can't live with anyone. I mean, he's barely tolerable for uh, for their ridiculous hours. I mean, they always seem to be working like, you know, 20 hours at a stretch. I mean, I will say that in the Barry Foster series, in those in those 70s and the 90s mm-hmm. revival, he was actually in Domestic Bliss. He had a wife. Uh, her name was Arlette. Um, in this one, she's been killed off from the beginning. But yeah, he actually was always leaving domestic bliss and her lovely food and 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 her pretty and 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 like you know they were about to get it on and oh no duty calls like that kind of stuff would ha- mm-hmm. was the sort of setup for the original Vanderbilt. So I don't think I don't think doing that would be the worst thing for the show. But I do think that the Mark Warren version of this character probably couldn't pull that off. Mm. Yeah. Whereas Barry Foster, you sort of felt like he could. Yes, he had the great wife waiting at home, and she continued to wait until he got back. <laughs> also, she's a doctor, and they work crazy hours too. Mm-hmm. Uh. Yeah, that's also because this is such a where where in the seventies and nineties, Arlette was the stay-at-home lady who mm-hmm. just sat there in a pretty dress. <laughs> Enough of that. Wait, now I'm slowly remembering plot details about the show. An hour into talking about it. <laughs> I'm like, wait, he has a dead wife. We watched it yesterday, didn't you? (laughs) Yes, but they didn't mention the dead wife. Oh, no, they mentioned the dead wife in like season one. Right. That was was his man pain, Lacey. Right. Remember, they all have to have man pain. I just assume he has it. Because he's what Mark Warren. Mark Warren just kind of looks like he has man pain. The entire reason for his character's existence is to have man pain. I don't know. (laughs) As you can see, I am not the target audience for this show, but I have definitely hated vociferously many more things beyond this. So I don't know if that's a recommendation or not. Um, I think I think I think it is. I think it's a qualified endorsement. (laughs) (laughs) I put worse things in my eyeballs. Two thumbs up. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Are are you I do, are you looking forward to having to talk about this next year if they renew it again? I'll probably be fine because I can almost guarantee I will have forgotten everything about it once again, mm-hmm. <laughs> and it will be like brand new, <laughs> except for Mark Warren being hot and broody. I don't know. Wow. I feel like I have to keep calling him hot because we've been so mean to him. So I have to like throw in a little like praise. <laughs> I would say strangely hot. Yeah, it is weird. It's not like Chris Evans hot. No, he is definitely he is definitely his own brand of hot in that sort of like David Bowie-ish way. Mm-hmm. Oh, maybe that ex- considering my feelings about Bowie, that may actually explain a great deal. <laughs> yeah, I've go. I've started a personal tally of how often Vanderbilt smiles, and also is it more than three? Not yet. Not that I've noticed. You have to look very carefully for them. Um, And also also the gory scenes. Um, You know, the first episode, or or episodes one and two to be precise, not too bad. Um, Other than, well... It it gets gorier, so we should be warned. Well, uh, yeah, although there 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 is the stitching. I put... I um I put warnings in about those. Um, yes, you did, and I appreciate those. Th- and, I, and I appreciated those <laughs> because I actually I I have to say like I always appreciate when you warn us about like you know 
the horse gets hurt. Like, you know, these are things we can... No, 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 no. I, I think our audience cares, okay? And yes, it was a little hard to watch Lucienne get stitched up. Mm-hmm. Um, though I did really like the fact that, you know, because she said the, the, the stereotypical thing, it's just a scratch. And Lena's like, it's a wound. And I was like, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Yes. Anyway, um, I, I think that might be everything we have to say on Vanderbilt because Lacey is a... I was trying to see if there was any uh, Vanderbilt and Lucian fan fiction, and I cannot find any. So, yeah, readers, no, seriously. listeners, <laughs> if you know of any, I would enjoy it. No, no, no. She's a lesbian. She's not into him. It's gr- that their relationship she could be is bi, perfect. You don't know. It's true, right? As Citra reminded us, it's Amsterdam, right? And 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 I did I did actually really like that Citra and Eddie had that conversation about like pronouns, yes. and 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 then Eddie called himself Two Spirit, and then had to admit they had no freaking idea what that meant. Like that was really cute. Like I really loved that sort of banter. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's also like it's it's a really good way to like sort of acknowledge the wor- how much the world is changing mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. how we how our assumptions about like character stereotypes we need to keep them in check. Like I liked that. Yes. Back um, on the hotness beat, I feel like Eddie is much more conventionally hot. Oh yes, absolutely. Eddie's very and pretty. I am, and I'm very happy to watch him at all times. I loved his little earring. He's so cute. I have to make my own fun with the show. I find Citra very sweet. She's. She, I like her. Yes. I really think yes. she. I, I really think she. I think she brings a completely different energy to this team. And honestly, of the two new characters, she's definitely my favorite. Maybe it's because I just love a Hermione. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Oh, she does have real Hermione vibes. Mm-hmm, she does, and I love that. So, well, she is so competent. Mm-hmm, exactly. Yes. Like she just remembers things. Well, I read it once. Yes. I love that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Down for that. <laughs> I guess that is our show on Vandervalk. Uh, if you would like to see the rest of it, uh, it is all available on PBS Passport for early binging at your leisure. But we can't help you with the Dutch names. <clears throat> yeah, I got nothing. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. So... But I probably will have forgotten most of their names almost immediately anyway, so it's <laughs> fine. <laughs> I really am a professional. Uh Anyway, Janet, as always, thank you for for joining us on the show. Well, thank you so much for inviting me. And also for taking taking one for the team and recapping this. <laughs> but uh, tell the people where they can find you on the internet. Oh, I'm on Facebook, and I tend to put up pictures of things from my vegetable garden. I had a gigantic yellow squash, which is displayed with a tape measure. Um, so you can see how big it was. We ate it last week. Um and I, I technically I'm on Twitter, but I don't, I just don't like Twitter very much anymore. So I'm sort of a silent observer because really all I liked on Twitter were the doctors um, and the cats. So that's where you can find me if you really want to look. Dun, dun, dun. Annie, your turn. Uh, you can find me at Annie Bundle basically everywhere. Um, I still technically have a Twitter account, but I haven't been there in several weeks. Um, and honestly, like I just don't really want to go back. Um, I've I've been on uh, Blue Sky, but Blue Sky sometimes feels like just everybody bitching about Twitter all the time, and that's really not fun. So I'm 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 less there than I should be probably. Honestly, I Discord's where it's at for me right now, and every so often Instagram stories for my cat. 
cats. Um, that that's basically been my social media. Um, I also am a, I am the associate editor here at Televisions, and I also freelance around the web. I'm going to be writing about the gold. I'm going to be writing about sex education. I'm going to be writing about Taylor Swift's eras. Um, next month. So yeah, just basically like go to um my go go find me and like Google me and like find what I've written this week. <laughs> Huzzah. Um, I am Lacey MB on Twitter and virtually everywhere else that allows you to create account, except I might even be Lacey MB on Discord. I'm not sure. I, I made a Discord account, but I feel like a capital O old because I don't really know what I'm supposed to do with it. But I have one. Uh, and all of my various failings about television and my cats and the state. You of would really the- like Discord once you the- got into it. The state of the Sophie Turner, Joe Jonas situation, which I've become obsessed with. Man, um, can I just say that when those two got married, I said it would be the first disastrous marriage for them both. And I was right. Thank you. Um, I just like that how in like two days I've gone from, oh, no, love is dead to mm, Sophie ditched a dodge the bullet there, girl. Anyway, um, for more thoughts on that, follow me online. If you just want the site and the pod, we are on social media at telly underscore visions on Twitter. Hi, Charlotte. Oh, Annie's cat has made an appearance. Look at that Baker cat. came in, but I don't know where he went. Anyway, we're on social media at Telly underscore Visions on Twitter and Televisions Blog, all one word, on Facebook. If you like what we do, visit us at televisions.org, where we have news, recaps, listicles, recommendations, Lord knows what else. I don't know. I feel like we have a constant backlog of things that we intend to cover and have not yet gotten to. And if you really like what we do, you can click on the donate button up top to help us make it through that backlog faster. Uh, We are a product of WETA. And when you donate, you can get access to PBS Passport, which, as I said, has early early binge opportunities for Vandervalk and Unforgotten and a whole bunch of exclusive stuff that I cannot remember the name of right now. I am sweating (laughs) so much. This is is what I do for love (laughs) of my work. And... And I don't know. It's just real hot in the closet. I hope that uh, real fall arrives sooner rather than later. I hope everybody out there is staying out of this oppressive heat. Uh, Investigate information about COVID boosters where you live. I am hearing that it's going to be a rough fall for all of us. So let's get all of our various boosters and vaccines to try and not suffer too much with it. Take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you next week.